Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from Quectel Wireless Solutions. I'm George Malin, a technology journalist, and I'm delighted to welcome today's speakers, Manfred Lindacker, the Vice President of Sales for International Automotive Market at Quectel, and we're also joined by Alexander Weifert, the Purchasing Director at Tier 1 Automotive Supplier Vallejo. As connectivity with higher speeds and lower latency comes to market with the introduction of 5G, we're also seeing excitement mounts surrounding the potential for connected and automated vehicles. Much of this is in its infancy, but car OEMs are preparing now to integrate advanced driver assistance systems, uh, sometimes called ADAS, into the next generation vehicles. At the same time, they are working out how to integrate these with telematic systems and to ensure the safety and security of the new systems. Manfred, where is the market today in terms of preparing for higher level ADAS that pave the way to greater autonomy in vehicles? Well, George, in general, you can see that the interest is picking up um, quite widely. All OEMs are currently uh, thinking about ADAS. Um, but uh, there is still a way to go uh, regarding um, yeah, bringing the right regulations uh, on a global base um, into position. Um, to give you an example, Daimler recently launched the S-Class, um, which is prepared already for uh, certain uh, ADAS levels, which from a regulation perspective um, are not allowed to be activated uh, at the moment. That'll hopefully come sooner or later. Um, to, to really use the full power of, of such uh, autonomous driving um, capabilities. But um, in general as well, the uh, capabilities of uh, 5G for certain applications are still not widely available. 5G rollout will uh, continue and uh, will prepare the market for that. Um, in general, you can say that ADAS is um, as well influencing quite a bit uh, the um, yeah, typical automotive development. So you see uh, influence on hardware and on software in the cars. And uh, if you take a look what a typical telematic control unit today does, connecting the car with uh, the environment with a backend um, and giving access uh, to, to uh, IoT content, um, this is probably changing a little bit with ADAS um, because uh, the connectivity will be um, more or less just another sensor probably for ADAS in the future, um, having a connection to uh, the infrastructure, for example, when we're talking about cellular V2X um, and uh, putting that into, into a driving intelligence, um, which, which makes the car drive uh, completely autonomous. But this is creating quite a bit of complexity as well, um, because, uh, you know, we're talking here about uh, safety relevant functionalities and um, uh, the tendency, like I said, um, might be with ADAS that we are uh, bringing the uh, connectivity functionality into complex um, fusioning ECUs, which are as well connected to all the other sensors like cameras and radar, LIDAR uh, um, sensors, which are used for autonomous driving. And uh, this will make the complexity hard to handle on software and hardware side. And we will see as well a high requirement for safety on the one hand, but as well cybersecurity because those cars um, will be connected uh, to yeah, the outside world. And it is uh, extremely important uh, to protect them as well against um, any uh, cyber attacks from outside. 
Great, thanks Manfred. Um, Alexander, the head unit used to be central to um, connected services in cars, um, but it, this doesn't appear to be the case anymore. Why has the, uh, the role of the head unit changed? Yeah, well, as, as Manfred mentioned, this kind of fusion of, of capabilities uh, creates much more complexity, not only on the software, but also on the hardware side. And if you relate that, for example, to, to ADOS level four, which is, let's say, close to be fully autonomous, uh, if you take, for example, features like an like an HD map, uh, it, it it cannot be stored in the car anymore because you need this have this continuous uh, updates. I mean, uh, it's it's nothing worse when you drive the car and and you see that your map is not fully updated uh, compared to what you see on the street. So this is very important, and therefore it's important that that the capabilities of the communication is necessary and, and mandatory to connect not only car to car but also let's say uh, the vehicle to to the back end and uh, uh, therefore you can you can phrase it in the sense that there are two levels of, of communication and connectivity it's it's one type of connectivity uh, directed to the customer and and one connectivity which is which is direct to the to the infrastructure and and uh, i think it's also increasing the com complexity to keep both levels on the same uh, stability and, and availability so that that it's always up to date uh, to be used in the car so I, I don't think that it's a pure let's say telematics unit anymore as it was maybe in the beginning when this this technology came up into the market i, I think that that car makers and also tier ones are trying to to address different solutions uh, all together like like telematics and, and connectivity and maybe also uh, additional processing power um, to 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 bring all the the data power uh, and all the the requirements uh, in the car and to enable the the, the higher ADAS level to be rolled out so I think here in the future we can see a, a much stronger and 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 much uh, more intensive hard and software usage than even in the past, and therefore let's say the the fusion between telematic ECUs and ADA ECUs can somehow be be trialed, but probably the the complexity of of both systems bringing them together, uh, yeah, it can be can be a kind of a road blocker, and and keep preventing to have to have separate systems uh, at least that's the snapshot of today and if you take a look to the to the life cycle of vehicles um for sure uh the car makers more and more looking into the direction to use one hardware for uh, the whole lifespan or life cycle and be able to to have software upgrades um uh, which enhance new features uh, and new use cases which sounds very smart on the one hand, but on the other hand, it's not always easy to realize it uh, for the for the tier ones on the application itself. Great, thanks, Alexander. It seems that the more autonomy that is enabled, the greater the risks involved in terms of vehicles being hacked. Um, so, Manfred, how will the industry ensure safety? Hey, you know um, the. Uh the car industry is going to face a similar um, challenge like uh, we know it already from different IoT uh, products. Each car will have its own IP address and will be exposed, of course, um, to, to uh, potential uh, attacks from outside. So that's uh, 
most probably even a little bit more dangerous inside the car. Um, on the one hand, um, since um, we are talking um, quite a little bit about uh, the X by wire technology, that means uh, for, for preparing ADAs, you don't have typical mechanical systems anymore. Any, anymore. So we're talking about brake by wire, steer by wire, and so on. And those systems uh, with uh, the complexity of a lot of uh, ECUs inside the car um, needs to be protected um, um, versus an abuse uh, from, from outside else. Uh, you would might face uh, uh, yeah, a, a big issue, a big risk. We all heard uh, in the past um, about the Wired Magazine um, Jeep Cherokee hack. That was at that time uh, a Bluetooth-based hack. Um, but uh, I'm uh, pretty sure that uh, no OEM wants to be um, yeah, exposed in such a prominent way uh, by, by, a, by, a, by, a, by a magazine or by a hacker group in the future. They want to uh, surely protect and shield um, the applications they are running in their car um, and, and uh, enable um, in parallel um, the intended external control, which is part of the ADAS as well. So uh, just to explain, um, it is, it is uh, necessary that the car um, by authorized, um, from authorized side is, is accessible from outside in case uh, a driver is uh, probably having uh, medical issues and, and um, uh, from outside um, uh, someone needs to take control uh, to, to stop the car safely. This is uh, one of the parts of the remote, uh, the remote driving functionality. So that'll be a challenge in the future. Great, thanks Manfred. Um, Alexander, um, obviously security is one thing, but, um, but safety is uh, another. Um, I guess the two go um, hand in hand, but what's your view of the efforts that are being taken towards making sure people are safe when we're talking about autonomous vehicles? Um, yes, I mean, you're right. Uh, security is, is one important topic, but, but safety is, is another very important topic. So um, the, the safety aspect um, is, is something where you, you have to prioritize uh, from the functionality point of view that uh, it's ensured that all the systems uh, working properly and accurate. I mean, uh, it's, it's incredible to imagine that, an, uh, for example, an autonomous braking system is is crashing and, and, and crashing the car while you're traveling with 120 miles an hour on the on the highway and yeah, this would be the worst case scenario so i think that's that's an aspect despite the whole security discussion with which is also uh, to be highlighted because it's it somehow needs to be established that all the systems are working hand in hand and don't influence each other on a negative way which also ensures that the that the safety aspect is given and and therefore you need to to ensure that that your uh, rules and 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 partly mechanism are in 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 somehow kind of a security watchdog position, and that it's put in place to ensure that safety, and that that the hardware is solid enough, and on the other hand, maybe also redundant enough uh, to secure that. And uh, I think that's very important to ensure uh, an, a, a properly working system. Great, thanks, Alexander. Um, I mean, it's obviously clear that automotive OEMs are at the cutting edge of introducing new autonomous and connected driving capabilities, but the priority has to be safety and security alongside achieving uh, longevity and good customer experiences at a realistic cost. Um, it has been fascinating to hear the views of today's speakers, Alexander Whitefoot from Vallejo and Manfred Lindacker from Quetel. So many thanks to them for, for their time.
And also thanks to you, the audience, for joining our podcast. We look forward to welcoming you to the next Quectel Wireless Solutions podcast soon. Check out our website and social channels for details. Thanks again and goodbye.